We now present The Adventures of Marco Polo. Akmath the magician revealed many wonders to Kublai Khan and the Venetians. Eventually the day came for the departure, when Marco Polo and his companions were to accompany Kublai Khan on a tour of his dominions. During the journey, Akmath tried to poison the Khan against Marco Polo and his friends. He prophesied that at the end of the first day's journey, one of the Venetians would fall from an elephant, and he tried to persuade the Khan that this would be a sign that the Venetians were plotting against him. At the end of the first day's journey, a camp was erected. Kublai Khan and Akmath watched the elephant which was carrying Marco Polo and his companions. The elephant was duly made to kneel. Marco Polo and his father Niccolo dismounted safely, but Mafio stumbled and fell upon the desert. Then Akmath stated that his prophecy had come true, and Kublai Khan looked gloomy and thoughtful. The Venetians were bidden to dine with Kublai Khan in the great scarlet royal tent, and after they had partaken of many delicacies, they made inquiries about their forthcoming journey. Kublai Khan sat at the head of the table. On his right side sat Akmath the magician. Most noble Khan, what is the name of the first province which we are to visit? Uh, the first province is Balashan, one of my richest provinces. Here we shall find many mines which yield gold, silver, copper, lead, and zinc. It must be a very rich district, O Most High. Oh, it is a very rich district, and one which many enemies have tried to seize from me. But the district is well guarded. A guard is necessary because the wild hill people of Balashan cannot be tamed. They count the great Khan as their enemy. They count me as their enemy, but they have been driven into the hills. Are those the hills which we can see from here? Yes, and if they dared, the hill people would make an attack on me. They are wild and untamed savages, but I have an army with me, so we are quite safe, my friends. I'm interested to hear that so many valuable minerals can be mined in Balishan almost high. Mayhap we of Venice can arrange to buy some of these minerals in exchange for goods which can be brought by us from Venice. Uh, we can talk of that later. Tomorrow, at sunset, we should reach Caligar, the principal city of Balashan. There we will stay for two days. You look tired, most noble and gracious Khan. Is it your will that we should retire to our own tent now? It is my will. One of my captains will accompany you to your tent. I trust your rest will be easy and undisturbed. Come, Mafio, come, Marco. The Khan has signified that we shall retire. We commence our journey at daybreak. You will be aroused in time. We wish you an easy night's rest, most noble Khan. I return that wish. Most noble Khan, heard you the questions that those men of the West plied you with? They covet the valuable mines in the province of Balashan. Always they question you. Oh, I cannot believe that they are plotting against me. I have appointed Marco Polo governor of my province of Armenia. Would you have me retract my word? Would you have these people lead you to your doom? Listen. I hear the noise of drums. The hill people are watching us, most noble Khan. If they dared, they would attack us. The beating of those drums means that they have seen their enemies. The camp is well guarded, Akmath. There is no chance of a surprise attack. The camp is well guarded. But I beg of you to let me destroy those enemies which are within the camp. I can arrange for the Venetians to be poisoned when they take their first meal on the morrow. Oh, I cannot agree to that. 
You have not yet proved that they are plotting against me. Did they not strive to bring about the downfall of my nephew, Van Chu? Did they not aid me to quell the rebellion? Was it not in their interest to aid you? Had not Van Chu condemned them to death? If I am convinced that they are plotting against me, then they will be poisoned. But I am tired now, Akmath. Go inspect the camp. See that the guards are placed at every point. May you rest well and easily. We will speak of this matter again. I will obey your orders, O Most High. Meanwhile, Marco Polo and his companions had retired to their own tent. Marco Polo stood at the entrance of the tent. He looked up at the velvety black sky, at the myriad twinkling stars, and he breathed deeply of the soft, balmy desert air. Maffio had already retired. He called impatiently to Marco. Marco, don't stand there at the entrance of the tent. Can you not sleep? My bones are aching after being jolted on that great elephant, and we'll have another jolting tomorrow. Well, I'm not preventing you from sleeping, my uncle, but I am vaguely disturbed. Why are you disturbed, Marco, my son? It seemed that the great Khan was hostile to us when we dined with him. I feel that Akmath has turned him against us. Akmath is quite well disposed to us. I spoke with him at some length when we were dining. He told me of the province of Valashan. He told me of the great mine of lapis lazuli, which is to be found near here. Listen. Hear you those drums? I am told that those drums are beaten by the hill people, who hate Kublai Khan. That they are a savage race, but they dare not attack this camp. And yet there is a sinister note in the rolling of those drums. I am afraid, Uncle Mafio. Are you a coward, Marco, that you are afraid? Yes, afraid that some unknown enemy is working against us. You too may sleep, and I will keep watch all night. But you need some sleep. Mayhap I will sleep tomorrow, under the canopy on the elephant. But tonight I will not close my eyes. I think I will go now for a little walk through the camp. And leave our tent unguarded? You may remain awake until I return, my uncle. Mayhap my fears are groundless, but I am restless and worried. I think your fears are groundless, Marco. I saw no difference in the Khan's manner, but... Should you desire to take a walk before retiring, I will not say you nay. Rest assured that I will watch over you both. Are you armed, Margot? I carry with me my trusty dagger. Well, let us hope you will not have to use it, my son. Now do nothing that will invoke the enmity of the great Khan. You may rely on me, father. Some hours later, a stealthy figure crept from one of the tents at the end of the camp. This figure noiselessly made its way over the soft sand to a part of the camp which was unguarded. The night was warm and still, the silence broken only by the distant rumble of hostile drums. The stealthy figure made its way from the edge of the camp towards a high sand dune. Then the figure stopped. Suddenly the air was pierced by a sharp whistle, then an answering whistle, and another figure appeared round the side of the sand dune. The two figures drew close together. Is that you, Van Chu? Yes, Akmath. I have been waiting for you these many hours. It was some time before I could leave the camp. The Khan dined with the Venetians. Then he bade me see that all the guards were placed. 
How fares it with you, Vanchu? I'm living amongst the hill people of Balashan. Hear you not their drums? I hear them. What would you have me do? Make an attack on the camp? No. The camp is too well guarded. Contain yourself in patience, Vanchu. For many weeks have I been hidden in the hills, living like a primitive savage. The hill people are ready to do your bidding. They look upon you as a chieftain. They look upon me as a chieftain. But I pine to return to Pekin. Let me make an attack on the city while the Khan is distant. I will seize the city and defend it against him. We cannot risk defeat. The city is well guarded. Your enemy, Toktai, has been appointed governor, and he will keep a close watch so that no invaders may attack the city. What would you have me do? The Khan goes to Balashan, and from there to Kampishu. You will gather the hill people and all the enemies of Kubla Khan as we go on our journey, so that in time you will have a vast army, an army which will be large enough to defeat those men whom Kubla Khan takes on his journey. All those who oppose his rule... All those who would rebel will join your standard. You will remain some miles behind us, but you will see me each night. And I will tell you when the time is ripe to strike. When your army can fall on the army of Kubla Khan and so destroy all his followers. Then, with me, you will march to the gates of Pekin. By my orders, the gates will be opened for us. Then will you be proclaimed emperor. But for my aid, you will share half your empire with me. That is our agreement, and I will keep to it. But you bid me keep patient for too long. It will be many weeks before I can raise an army large enough to attack the army of Kubla Khan. A few weeks will not make any difference to our plans. We must be sure that when we strike, we cannot fail. You have my orders, Vanchu. Gather all the savages and the hill people. Follow us wherever we go. Strike when I give the order. All right. I will obey your orders, Akmath. And I... Why? Look over there. What do you see? Look. Over there. Something moved. I swear I saw the figure of a man. Over there. To the right of the sand dune. No one would follow me here. Should we be overheard? I will be put to death. All our plans will come to nothing. Peace, peace. We could not have been overheard. Well, I swear I saw someone moving over there. Come now. Come, let us look. If it please you, we will look, but nothing will be found. We will look. Tell me, what of those Venetians whom Kubla Khan has befriended? They are my enemies. They brought about my downfall before. I hate the one called Marco Polo. I am poisoning Kubla Khan's mind. Before many days are over, he will give orders that they are to die. See? Look, Vanchu. I told you we would find no one here. There is someone near here. Hark. Did you not hear the falling of sand? I heard something. Ah, we are spied upon. We must find the spy and kill him. My knife is sharp. And mine is ready to be plunged into the heart of any spy. Look. What moves there to the right? I see something. It is a man. See, he has risen to his feet. He is running. We must chase him. That man must die.
We now present The Adventures of Marco Polo. Marco Polo and his companions commenced their journey, and at the end of the first day they dined in the tent of the great Khan. After they had returned to their own tent, Akmath the magician tried to persuade Kublai Khan to poison the Venetians, but the Khan disapproved of the suggestion. That night, Akmath stole out from the camp, and near a sand dune some distance away, he met the rebel Van Chu. Together they plotted to bring about the downfall of Kublai Khan. While they were plotting, Van Chu suspected that they were being spied upon. Closely followed by Akmath, he rushed to the other side of the sand dune, and they saw a man running away towards the camp. Van Chu and Akmath hastily pursued him, but their quarry soon outdistanced them. Then Akmath called a halt. Stop, Vantu. <laughs> it is no use going any further. We are too close to the camp. You must not be seen. Who is that man? I know not, but I have my suspicions. I could see that he is a very tall man, and is not Marco Polo a tall man? Then you, you think that Marco Polo is spying upon us? I tell you, that man must die, Akmath. If the Khan realizes that you are plotting against him... You will be executed. I know it. The Khan shall not learn of our plot. But we cannot be too careful. Someone must have followed me from the camp. Think you that our conversation was overheard? I think not. The spy was hiding on the other side of the sand dune some distance away, and we were speaking very quietly. But I shall make inquiries. I shall find the spy, and he shall die. I shall also see that Marco Polo dies. The Khan seems to set much store by the friendship of these Venetians. If you destroy them, he may turn against you. I have great influence with the Khan. I do not think anything would turn him against me. Leave this matter in my hands. But do not fail to carry out my orders. Go now. Tomorrow we will be in the city. I shall meet you at midnight outside the walls. Take no risks and keep out of sight. Let no one suspect that you are near here. And bid your cursed tribesmen to cease the beating of those drums. It is one of their customs. They beat their drums when an enemy is approaching. I cannot change their customs. But they beat their drums only at night. Heaven be praised. There will be some peace in the daytime. Now go. I shall speak with you tomorrow. The next morning, when Niccolo Polo and his brother awoke, they were astonished to find that Marco was still fully clothed and that he had not retired for the night. He was sitting in the sun outside his tent. Did you have no sleep last night, my son? No sleep, my father. Ah, you're a fool, Marco. Everyone needs sleep. I could not sleep, my Uncle Maffio. And by remaining awake, I was able to gather some information. What information? I wandered away from the camp, and I saw a man walking ahead of me. I followed him until he reached the great sand dunes which lie to the north. There he met another man, and they spoke together for some time. I crept close to them, but all I heard was one man saying that he would bring about the downfall of the great Kublai Khan. Then they saw me, 
and I have to run for my life. Who were the men? That I do not know. But there is someone in this camp who is plotting against Kubla Khan. You must have dreamt it, Marco. But what use is following a man if you hear nothing of value? Could you recognize the man? I think I could, but I have no proof. The Khan must be warned. It seems that there's a traitor in the camp. And Toktai warned me against a traitor. You think that Akmath is a traitor? I know that we must constantly be on our guard. Ah, the servant comes now with a morning meal. Just place it here. Just there. Now you may leave us. Oh, I'm hungry. I think I shall do justice to this meal. Mm. What is it? It looks like stewed chicken and rice. Oh, here comes one of the Khan's great boar hounds. He always takes them with him wherever he goes. I think I shall give him some of our breakfast. Ah, do not be ridiculous, Marco. Wasting good food on a job. But, my Uncle Matthew, this is a royal hand. It will do no harm to give him one of those chicken bones. Now, come, there's a good fellow. A royal dog, and he shall have a royal meal. Wasting good food when I'm hungry. Marco, look. What ails the dog? He was eating the bone which I threw him. But see. He ceases to struggle. He lies quite still. Let me look. Hey there. The hound is dead. It seems that the food was poisoned. Who would poison the food? Why, the man who left the camp last night to plot against Kubla Khan. But did the man know that you followed him? I do not know whether he recognized me, but he may have followed me back to the tent. And I think that man is Akmath, the magician. What are we to do? It is not safe for us to eat any food. We will have to prepare our own food. I shall speak to one of the servants who attends the Khan. I shall ask him to give us uncooked food so that we may prepare it ourselves. And I shall tell the mighty Khan of this attempt on our lives. I shall also tell him that one of his favorite boar hounds has been poisoned. About an hour later, Kubla Khan gave orders that the journey was to continue. Hastily, the colored tents were folded. The whole camp presented a scene of colourful activity, and in an incredibly short space of time, the tents had disappeared. Then the caravans formed into their lines, and the great elephants were led forward to receive their burdens. Kubla Khan stood with Akmath the magician, preparatory to being assisted onto the royal elephant. Where are the Venetians? Their elephant has been ready for some time. I do not like to be kept waiting. I know not where the Venetians are, most high. Well, surely no harm has come to them. I I did not give orders that they were to be destroyed. See, they have not been destroyed. They come this way. Ah, I give you all good morrow. Are you prepared to start? Oh, we are, most high. I expected you to be here waiting for me, instead of which I have been waiting for you. We ask pardon, most high, but uh, unfortunately... We were forced to prepare our own meal. And a very poor meal it was. Neither Niccolo or Marco can cook. Tell me, why is it that you were forced to prepare your own meal? My son Marco shall explain, most noble prince. I will explain. Someone tried to poison us. Peace, Mafio. Let Marco speak. What talk is this? Who tried to poison you? Most high and noble prince, I have a strange tale to unfold. Last night, I could not sleep. The throbbing of the distant drums prevented me from resting. And I was worried. I thought that I had done something to displease you, mighty Khan. So I left my tent and walked across the desert. And then before me, 
I saw another man. I followed him across the desert. Enough, great Khan. We must proceed on our journey. Marco Polo seeks to waste time with words. Peace, Ahmad. Let Marco Polo speak on. I followed this man, Most High, until we reached the great sand dunes, and there he met another man. They talked together at the foot of the sand dunes. I overheard only one thing, but I overheard enough to convince me that these men were plotting against Kublai Khan. An impossible story. Marco Polo seeks to win favor with this strange tale, Almighty Khan. Why did you not go closer and hear more, Marco Polo? I was on the other side of the sand dune, Mighty Khan. And when the men realized that I was spying upon them, they tried to capture me. But I succeeded in evading them. It is strange that Marco Polo did not recognize the men. Yes, Marco Polo. Come speak. Who were the men? I do not know. The night was very dark, and the men were heavily cloaked. And I did not see their faces. What right had Marco Polo to leave the camp? Did not the Khan give orders that no one was to leave the camp? I did not hear those orders. Your story does you little credit, Marco Polo. One minute. What has this story to do with the fact that someone tried to poison you? Well, the man who stole out of the camp must have realized that I followed him. And this morning, when the servants brought the morning meal, I passed a bone to one of the royal boar hounds. And in a few minutes, the dog was dead. He had been poisoned most high. One of my boar hounds dead? Someone shall pay for this. Most high. Is it not likely that Marco Polo himself poisoned the dog? Is he not trying to seek further favor in your eyes? To me, it seems that he invented this tale and then poisoned the dog to give it a ring of truth. Do not listen to him, mighty Khan. My son does not lie. I know that he did not poison the royal hounds. You have told me nothing to prove your story, Marco Polo. And my heart is heavy because one of my boar hounds has been poisoned. Oh, however, we must proceed on our journey. Most noble and mighty Khan, uh, since someone is trying to poison us, may we not prepare our own food? We're likely to starve unless you grant this request, noble Khan. I do not intend to eat food which is poisoned. Oh, very well. You may prepare your own food, but I am displeased. It is time that we proceeded on our journey. The great Khan was helped onto his elephant, and the procession started again. All day they journeyed over the dry and arid desert. The blazing sun beat down, so that man and beast suffered great discomfort. At last they reached Kalagar, in the province of Balashan. Eventually they passed through the city gates. The great Khan went at once to the palace of the governor. Large crowds met the procession and followed it through the streets, hoping to see the celebrated Kublai Khan. The people were waving brightly colored pennants and banners. The great Khan arrived at the governor's palace, and a little later, Marco Polo and his companions arrived at the same place. I suppose we will be staying at the governor's palace. We've received no instructions as to where we're to go. I think the Khan expects us to stay here. Well, order the servant to make the elephant kneel, Marco. Uh, I will alight from the elephant first. This time I do not wish to fall again. Come then, my Uncle Matthew. I have spent many hours on the back of this elephant and I am tired. Oh, I am also tired. Uh, well, I'm safely on the ground. I come now. Give me your hand, Matthew. Ah, yeah. oh, it's good to be on firm ground again. It's all right. I need no aid. Ah, now I too stand on firm ground. Come, let us enter the governor's palace. One moment. Akmath comes this way now. He gives himself many airs. Look, he seems to have a guard of honor. He marches at the head of a party of soldiers. Greetings, Akmath. 
Are we to stay in the governor's palace this night? You are not to stay under the governor's roof. I am here by order of the great Khan. His orders are that the three Venetians are to be arrested, and they will remain in the dungeons at his pleasure. (laughs) 